Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well Behaved Kids. This is a series of podcasts that's dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. Um, I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and a play therapist for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom. And many of these lessons that I've learned that I'm going to be sharing with you through these podcasts, I've learned from my child clients and also from my own children. So I've been, these, all these kids, my own and the ones I work with professionally, have informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that there are simple principles for parenting, and I'll cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple, but they're also life-altering. They will change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how your children behave, how you feel about yourself around children, and improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, we'll talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. I have special guests that will further our conversations about parenting and children, and you'll want to stay tuned for an upcoming book on parenting called Blissful Parenting. Check out my website at www.jodyannmullen.com and follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jody um, Mullen. Okay, so all that's all that out of the way. Um, for today's show, I'm joined by my friend, um, mental health counselor, play therapist, mom, grandma, and sidekick, uh, June Ripley. We are addressing the little losses of childhood. Welcome, June. Hi, Jody. Um, okay. So I want thank you for doing this with me again. So Wow, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, My pleasure. That I want <laughs> it always is. We do have a good time doing this, don't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we do. Because June and I are professional mental health counselors, I wanted to make sure that you all know that are, who are listening that we share when we share stories related to our clinical work, we've made every effort to disguise any identifying information. So likenesses that you may recognize, oh, I think I know that person, or I think they're talking about me and my kid, um, that's just a coincidence. And so um, I just wanted to let you know that we're doing that. And one more thing before we start talking about these little losses, I'm really excited to tell you all about um, a workbook that I created with my husband, my 9-year-old son and 13-year-old daughter called Naughty No More um, that helps make um, kids make good decisions. It's, it's a really cool, very child-friendly workbook, but it's also something that you can use with a child. So as a mental health counselor or as a teacher or as a parent, easy to get your copy. You can just call um, area code 315-342-9255, or you can order that through www.integrativecounseling.us. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and those kind of ways. So um, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. So just another tool um, for everybody out there. Okay. Now that that's over with, um, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about what we even mean here by little losses that children um, face. It's one, one of the things we're not going to talk about today is um, helping children when they're grieving through major losses like death losses. So whether that's 
know, a person that they love lost or a person they're connected to or a pet death. Um, we're going to save those for some upcoming shows. Today we're just going to talk about, like, the losses that children typically um, experience just as part of being children. And um, what's important, I think this is a, you know, an important place to start, is that what's most important about that is that children really do experience these normal aspects of childhood as losses. And so when you experience a loss, no matter if you're three or nine or 13 or, you know, an adult, grief comes with that. So we're going to talk a little bit, give you some examples of some of these developmental losses, we're going to call them. And um, we're also going to talk about how children grieve because children, um, and also even different children grieve very differently um, at different parts of their childhood. So we're going to talk a little bit about what, childhood grief looks like and give you, of course, some tips about how to help your kids um, and the kids you care about when they are grieving these little losses of childhood. So um, we don't say little losses in a sense that um, we're minimizing them. We refer to these little losses because that tends to be the way as a culture we look at them. But really for kids, these aren't little losses, they're losses. So um, I just wanted to start there. So some of the losses that children experience that are pretty normal developmental losses um, really can trigger grief reactions in them. So changing teachers um, being an example or even moving from one grade to another grade, going from kindergarten to first grade, that might be a loss um, because kinder they felt so grounded in their kindergarten and the kids that they were in the class with, and the way the room looked, and all of these kind of things. Um, changing schools or having your older sibling go off to school and, you're, and there's a child still at home. Or um, for, I know like for, in our family, my kids are four years apart, so for my whole, son's whole entire elementary school life, he went to school with his sister until last year, and that was a loss, too. They don't ride the same bus together anymore, and he doesn't see her in the hallway anymore. So there was, you know, those are the kind of losses um, that, you know, that we're talking about. Um, but they can even be um, more, even simpler than that. <laughs> this is one of my actually favorite stories from, uh, so here I am, this person who, specializes in working with children, and I've written a book on grief and loss and, and how to help kids cope with it. And um, sometimes you just don't see what's you know, really obvious in front of you. And um, we lived in this house uh, when my daughter was two, and we had this huge tree right in front of the house that blocked all the natural light coming um, into the house. So we decided that we would have it cut down. So my husband and um, I think my brother-in-law, um, you know, worked to cut the, the tree down. And the next day, uh, my daughter and I are leaving the house, and, and she was honestly only like two, maybe two and a half years old. She said, where's my tree? And I'm thinking, what is she talking about? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I said, oh, we had that tree cut down, so now the sunshine, you know, can come into our house. And she, like, lost it. She was like, but but it was my tree. And I, you know, and, like, I could see that she was getting kind of anxious about it. And so this, like, really, like, 
very kind of simple thing. We cut down the tree um, because that tree had been there her whole life, and it was what she saw when she walked, you know, out the front door. Um, that was a loss for her. So when you're thinking about the kids that you're connected to, I want you to think really broadly from their perspective what loss what losses they might be feeling. So I, I just think that's such a good way to illustrate that because I was like, it's a tree, you know, <laughs> like really. That's well, but he and then he like big deal, yeah. Well, and, and even when you think of when she when she was little and. Um, looking out her window. Well, that's something she was used to seeing. That and and kids like like um, like things to stay the same, and they like routine and things and and things like that. And for her, looking out and not seeing it was was huge. Yeah, and I think you raised like probably the most important you know aspect of this. And we have talked about this before um in a in a variety of other podcasts in different ways. And so here we're gonna say it again is that this is really about stability. And the you know, the more you can keep things consistent and stable in your in your life, the better you do, <laughs> the better your kids will do mental health wise, emotionally. But the but the truth of the matter is that things change all the time. And so these these losses that children experience here early on are are really important to their ability to handle, you know, um, loss and disappointment as it as it comes as a natural part, you know, of life. So there's that that other piece of it. But but yes, we take for granted, you know, what it's like um, to have something change, even though it might not be a big change in our lives as adults, or it might be a welcome change in our lives. Um, you know that it's still a loss for you know for kids, and we need to be thoughtful right. about that. Yeah. Right. So um, no, and I, I think you have. Oh, I'm sorry, Jody. <laughs> no, that's okay. I was just gonna. You were gonna um, say something. So go. Ahead. Oh, I, well, I was gonna. I was going to kind of piggyback what off of what you just said about these little losses. Um, you know, going through these little losses kind of sets the sets the stage for. Um, how kids eventually deal with bigger losses, and you know, I, I think there's there's certain situations where, um, you know, as, as parents or caregivers or whoever, they like if a child loses something, has a loss in their life, and if it's a replaceable loss, they kind of rush to replace it, which isn't always. Um, it's understandable that they would not, you know, you want to, you want your kids to feel better, but it's, it's not the best thing to do to replace to, to show that um, it, it could give the, it could give the impression that like all losses are replaceable, and it doesn't yeah. actually like give time to grieve sometimes. Yeah, that's. I'm so glad that you said that because that's usually where, <laughs> right where we go. Um, as parents, is we want to replace the loss, right? Um, so our, you know, our child loses their favorite thing, so we buy them, you know, we buy them something new, or um, their pet dies, and we go out and get another, a new pet, and that's a very like, um, although in the short term that seems like a very good way to solve that problem, it, it shows them like your that one pet that dies, it's, that's not really replaceable, you know, like you can't, you can't right. really do that. Um, so, so you have these like um, really teachable moments here that 
you know, is, is, it, is it a huge big deal that you your, your pet died and then you, and I said we weren't going to talk about pet death, but here I am talking about it, so now I'm not going to open up my words. But anyway, um, you know, is it a huge big deal that you went out and got a new kitten, you know, a week or two later? No, that's not a huge big no. deal. But what it is, it is that you still honor the loss of the one, you know, the pet that did die, you know, that you just don't replace it with the new pet kind of thing. So, yeah. Exactly. I, and I think I remember my... I'm sorry, Don't. Jody. We have this delay, and and I keep thinking you're done, but you're not. <laughs> well, I think you and the issue is that I sound like I'm done, but I'll just keep going if you let me. No. So go ahead. <laughs> no, I was. I just remembered when you talked about a pet dying, and just like, uh, um, I think. This story, my husband, when he was a little boy and he had to go in the hospital, back then they put you right in the hospital for like like a week, and he went in the hospital to get his tonsils out. And when he got home, he had this parakeet named Pete. And he, he got home and he looked at Pete and he said, Pete looks different. And his mother said, what do you mean? And he said, Pete looks skinny. And his mother said, well, that's because he missed you when you were getting your tonsils out. And and it was like, uh-huh. you know, oh, okay. And it wasn't until I would say my husband was an adult before he found out that his mother switched Pete. Pete had died, and his mother had switched and put, like, a Pete lookalike in the cage. Oh, and no I guess, way. I guess that, like, can kind of um, call attention to also that, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not the best thing to act like losses don't exist. I mean, they're they're right. painful, and not just death losses, but you know, all kinds of losses are painful. But covering them up doesn't. This is the best way to handle them. Right. Well, that that's that's a really good example. Um, and you know, I, I I think too it's like you know you the way that you handle losses as a parent or an adult in, in children's lives also has to do with then how they think about you and you know in the future and so you don't want to when you're deciding about how you want to handle a loss in connection with children you want to make sure that you can still feel good about that because if you don't like that's going to get in your way in one way shape or form um, in your relationship with children. And and here, here's a really great example of one is, um, well, there's a whole collection of these, is that, you know, we have a bunch of um, traditions in our culture, um, it, you know, that have to do with, uh, like, imaginary <laughs> kind of figures. Um, and when children, I, I'm, I'm kind of nervous that, like, some parents might be listening to this with kids in the room. That's why I'm trying to be... Very oh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so that's happens, true. Yeah, is that um, when kids find out things, like the, about lots of things in life, that those also can be losses, you know? And so just respecting that, if you always thought, like if, if I always believed in, you know, karma, and then all of a sudden you know, it, I come to find out that karma isn't actually, doesn't actually exist, that's going to be a loss, you know, for me. And be, just because all of us have to go through those kind of losses doesn't mean it doesn't hurt and it doesn't mean it's not confusing to kids. Um, and so 
you know, we want to be thoughtful about, you know, that as well. That um, And, and right. sometimes because kids are such concrete thinkers, what um, up until about age eight or so is because they're such concrete thinkers, and they, which means they think like black and white, is that then it all sometimes they'll think that there's other things that you know um, are, that you've told them do exist or are true are no aren't you know, and so you have to be careful with that, um, and, and you know do your best to sort of keep the traditions in your family you know, <laughs> alive, and yet at the same time just honor what a sense of loss um, might happen because of that. I guess exactly. overall, our, yeah, our biggest, right, you know, um, advice to you about how to handle these losses um, in your kids is don't minimize them and don't deny them. You know, so like the story you just told about Pete the bird, <laughs> that was like a, that was both of those things. You know, like really right. just denying right. that. And, and a loss is part of life, and so um, it's a, those things are, you know, crucial that kids experience them. So what is most important is not what you do. It's just how how you are. You know, how are you going to be? Um, and, and for kids, what they need is support around that. So... Exactly. Um, and to, and to realize that every, just like every adult, every child grieves and uh, grieves losses differently. So um, you know, there's not there's not a um, you know a, a one size fits all grieving process for children. And or what children, what type, what children consider losses, and what other another child might say, well, that's no big deal. And I I think right. um, the subject you were just talking about and. You know, in our family, there was um, a time where we had to, um, let's see, tell one of our kids that, <laughs> let's see, let's go back to that imaginary traditional character. <laughs> and we had to, I mean, we, I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you for a second, just because I think here's what we do. We say we're about to have a conversation that if you have young kids in the room, um that you're going to want to either put this on pause and join us later, or clear them out because um, we don't we don't want to be the cause of loss in your child's life. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, so now, you can so go ahead and tell that story. Okay. So I can use the real thing. Yes. <laughs> okay. And so when my um I my I have two sons and um I, and my youngest is a daughter and the two boys at the time um when we had told my older son that there was no santa claus and he he's a he's very much um you know a creature of habit and and he was he kept you know he he was really upset by this this was something he believed in he looked forward to it was magic and he he was he was really bummed when he found out. On the other hand, his brother, who was younger than him, um, very street smart little guy, was not the he was phased by it, but he was only phased by it because he thought if it was understood, um, it, it, it it he thought that it would mean that he would get less presents for for Christmas. So it was right. it was a very different you know it was a very different reaction in. 
in, you know, two brothers. One was very upset for for reasons of, well, this is something I believed in. This is tradition. What's it? It's not going to be the same. And the other one was just more like, uh oh, what does this mean for me? It might mean I won't get as many presents. Right, right. And and I think that you know, and and some kids, I mean, the way that they understand that is like, you lied to me. And so, um, you know, how how you do that and how you negotiate is that is going to be important. And it's also, I think, you highlight is even brothers can grieve different, you know, grieve differently. One of the things that is common in terms of the way um, children grieve is that it doesn't look like adult grief. I mean, they may cry and they may be sad, but uh, but another aspect of what you'll what you sometimes see in kids is they act irritated or just um, off. I don't know how else to put that. So they'll, you know, so you'll see that that they don't look like them, you know, like themselves. Um, they're not, um, they're not acting like themselves. They look, you know, upset. Um, but more so, you'll see um, this like irritation or agitation in them, and and that, you know, just so you know, um, that 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 is a normal thing to see in children. Also, if they're very young, so like five and under. Um, Anger is also a way that you'll see their reaction to loss. So they'll, they'll get, like, angry and maybe tantrum-y if they're that kind of kid, and that has to do with them maybe feeling a sense of loss. So uh, I can give you an example. Uh, I have a, um, had clients in the past do visitation, um, whether, you know, whether parents are separated or divorced or live in other homes, whatever, whatever it is. So when the, when those kids have um, to go to visitation, every time they leave one parent to go to another parent's home, there's a little bit of a sense of loss that happens. They're going to miss that, you know, the parents that they're visiting, that they're not visiting with, you know, that kind of thing. And you'll see that the kids get angry or irritable. That's about loss. And so when you respond to them about it, you respond even though they're acting angry and irritated, you respond to the loss because that's what's creating that feeling. So the response, you know, an example response would be like, it's like, oh, you're you're acting so mad right now, I know you're really going to miss mommy. You know, something that gets at, um, I see what you're showing me is anger, but I know that this is about something else. So, So, you know, one of the things again, that we want to make sure we do is not minimize or deny that feeling. So a lot of times what would happen in that scenario is like, it'll be fine. You love going to visit your dad. You know, you know, you try to, we yeah. always try to talk kids out of grief and loss, don't we? <laughs> well, so, and I think just because it may not be a loss to us as adults, um, to remember to look at things through the child's eyes and even though it's small, it's it may seem small to us. It's not small to them. And so to make sure, like Joey said, not to um, you know not to minimize or uh, you know act like it it shouldn't matter to them. Yeah, and I and I think like that's your way. And this, again, something really we've talked a lot about you know um, in, in these podcasts is it's a way to respect your kids, you know, show them respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I know we, we want to be, um, you know, that we want to be respected as adults. It feels awesome to be respected. Imagine what that's like for a child to grow up, 
feeling um, respected, that what they think is who they are is respected, what they think is respected, and also what they feel is respected. Um, when when you do that, you create this really you know special environment for your kids. Um, let me give you a couple of other ideas about helping kids through these little losses rather than some of the things that we typically do, which is tell them it's going to be okay or replace the loss. Those are probably the two most common things that we do that don't really work so well. Um, so what so um, I had said earlier, you really need to be there to support them and let, and let them talk to you about it if they want to talk about it. But another way to get some of those things out is have them draw about it. What is it like, you know, for you? What does it look like on the inside um, so that you can get at that? Um, another thing that we really like to do um, with our clients, but we also do, you know, uh, do these ourselves, honestly, is do some, like, letter writing. Can you write a letter? In the example that I gave of my daughter earlier, let's write a letter to the tree, you know, um, a goodbye letter mm -hmm. to the tree. Let's you know, you can do that. Um, that you can do that to things that really can't accept letters, but you can also do that to people that you have to say goodbye to. Um, you know, it gives them. It, I think, like one of the really important parts is, of this is it. It helps children understand ways to have healthy um, ends. You know, there that you can have a healthy goodbye to your teacher. You can have a healthy goodbye to your friend who's moving. You can have a healthy goodbye um, to a tree, you know, whatever it mm -hmm. is. Gives them that, those opportunities. Are, are there some things, um, June, that I, I mean, those are just the two that pop um, out to me, um, you know, most readily. Are there things that, you know, you would add to? Well, just to just to I think we said it earlier is to kind of like um, depending on what the loss is, whether it's a move or something like that, to you know prepare prepare children and also like be honest with them and not try to because of your own discomfort, um, you know, um, try to try to protect them, a lie to protect them, things things like that. And also to stick to as many of the regular schedules and regular things and regular um like um normal normal processes in a kid's life if they are having some type of other losses that because that can bring them security to know that, that there is still the same things and they do have right. um you know, some of the things they're used to. And, and also even if they're in school or preschool, to make sure and, and like, tell a teacher about what's going on so that they can um, possibly be, you know, just alert to what this little little child might be experiencing. Yeah. You know, and and as you say this, another thing I'm just thinking of is, like, the Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, you know, those those kind of losses is, is you know, then bring your child to this other, one of the things that's worked really nicely in our family is once that loss happens, we sort of say you're entering into this new <laughs> this new phase. Mm -hmm. so, so what we've done is that once a child, you know, um, has that loss, is that we say, yes, that closes one door, but this new opportunity arises where you get to carry on a tradition in our family. You get to help put the presents under the tree. You get to, you know, help with right, some of right. kids. You know, so... So taking that loss, these losses also that come, and I mean, you have to change your perspective too. I mean, 
I think that that's a big part of it is taking these little losses that come in and looking at them like, okay, well, what are, what's the opportunity here? Not, you know, not just what's the loss. Exactly. And, and just remembering that the whole, like, the grieving through losses, no matter how big or small, it is a process. It's not like an event that just, okay, we're done. <laughs> it's just, you know, yeah. it's a process. And to remember that, you know, it can it can feel really bad one, you know, um, you know, one minute, and then it can kind of subside in kids, and then it can come back again. I mean, it's it's just um, to remember that it's just not over and done with just because we want it to be over and done with. Right. Well, and and I think oh, I mean that just raises another important issue about it is like the of it too. So just thinking that you know um, you'll be surprised. How, how you know your children experience the timing of that loss too, meaning like something you may think they don't they would never remember but they remember we're, we are almost out of time once again already um, yeah I don't know <laughs> we're gonna be talking about well here we are like laughing our way about um, we'll talk about losses again, and we're going to talk about some more serious losses um, coming up. We'll talk about uh, ways to handle particularly pet death losses um, because those are t- usually the first major loss um, children experience, even as teenagers. So we'll talk about those kind of losses, um, death losses and pet death losses, in, you know, in the future. But, um, you know, we hope that you got some information from our show today that was helpful to you. Um, you might have laughed a little, um, and that would be okay <laughs> also. Um, and just one of the things that I, I think I'd like to, you know, really make sure to leave you with is it's not what you do, it's how you are. And and that when your child experiences some loss, losses in their child, they may be very connected to, to some of your own losses. So just treat yourself Nicely, also. Thank you, June. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank Have a beautiful day, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.